All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hump day, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. It's coming in hot, brought to you by Botano. Uh, Brent Wallace alongside Jason York and Bobby Ryan, who I don't know what you've done in Nashville. Your internet still sucks. It's not, it's not me. I, everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Mike Babcock. We'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quickly. Uh, I know everybody was expecting to have that. Well, there was talk that the sale would get done on the team this week. It is. Well, it should be next week. We're hoping it's just paperwork. There's nothing nefarious going on. There's just so much paperwork. I've been told that they just need to get more time to solve that and get it all sorted out. So next week, hopefully, and then, there will be some kind of press conference. There'll be an announcement. Uh, there won't be big changes early on is my understanding, but expect maybe there to be a guy at the top instilled early on Yorkie. Yeah, I, that, that sounds about right to me. It's just taken a little bit longer and you're going to see some additions to the hockey ops and, and uh, look, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a skeletal crew right now. What you have with the senators, it's just going to be yeah. changes and, um, like we said on our last show, uh, Michael Andlauer is coming in, going to get the lay of the land here, and and then uh, you know he'll make his decisions accordingly. Uh, so we will get more on that later. Uh, just wanted to give the update on that before we move on. Also, uh, and we'll talk about Shane Pinto later in the show and how perhaps ownership changes that as well. So we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, let's, you know what, guys? What? What are you thinking about? 
The Mike or, Babcock thing. I don't really uh, want to discuss it. Uh, but it, it, was, it was, hey, there was like, so spit and chicklets within an hour of when that was posted, they were at 4 million views. You eyeballs on that one, eh, fellas? Wow. I don't even know what it's at now. I'm, I'm sure it's like times that by 20, but just it just went viral. It, it's wild. And so uh, before we begin, can both of you just uh, quickly show uh, your uh, last five photos of your camera roll? It's just a thing we do here at the show. Let me see here. I have no problem with that. The house receipts, uh, yeah, oh. uh, VIN number and a, and a photo of an oven that doesn't work along with my internet. So we're good. Hey, oh, I, I can't show you mine. I was just at a, a, a boys' golf weekend, and uh, got some good, well, good picture, good pictures from the cottage. We got Babcock. We'd like a word with you. So I ain't, I ain't showing him any of these. <laughs> so can I just want to get to this for a quick second? That's. There's something happened. Obviously, Babcock asked to see photos, whether he put them up on the TV in the office. What I don't know how he asked for them. I don't know. Maybe he just said, hey, show me pictures of your family. Don't know. That doesn't bother me too much. Like, yeah. hey, guys, like, what do you got? Do you have two kids? Can I see a picture of them? Great. If you're a single guy, maybe you don't want to show pictures in your phone. Right. Or maybe yeah. perhaps you may not. You may be gay. And I'm just going to put it, you might be, and you don't want to show pictures in your phone. And that's yeah. a possibility. So outside of having the wife and kids, I don't know that he should be asking to see these. Like you guys are the players. If a coach comes to you and says, Hey, some people think it's completely normal and probably it this, is in a bit of a setting, but I don't know that Mike Babcock gets the benefit of the doubt. This, this is the problem. If, if this is Barry Trotz, nobody's talking about it and 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 it's 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 a non-issue yes. it's because it's because of the past i got stories for you guys later too that i've told like i for one i can't stand mike babcock he did a lot of bad things when he first came into the to the league but it wasn't when he is, first came in yorkie yeah it was his first that's how he ended up going out of the league yeah i know no i know but it started yeah. like like if you want to say with the columbus blue jackets this is what happens with nhl teams Columbus is at a point where Yermo Kukulainen and the entire – they have to win. And you see this all the time with, with NHL teams. Is remember back in the days when teams would bring in Mike Keenan? There comes a point in time where if you don't win, you're getting fired as a yeah. general manager, the hockey – all those guys. So what you do is you have to make a drastic change so you bring in somebody that can win. But And that's that's why they brought Mike Babcock in. And, and who – like. I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle here, fellas. Um, it's one thing, like you heard Boone Jenner come in. I'm sure it probably did go exactly like that for Boone Jenner, but it's it's the dynamics of the team. Once you get down to the lower guy on the team who doesn't really yes. have any power, that's where people are are, are are thinking about things. But who knows? I don't know what happened. I'll tell you what, like a lot, a lot worse stuff has happened to guys. Like when I had Babs, he ended he ended two guys' careers by pulling shit in training camp that that uh, I'll tell you guys about later. Like that was brutal. Lied to my face. Um, did a lot of stuff that that it took me about ten years to get over it because messing around with guys' careers. Um, yeah. Yes. Like and and I was but the whole thing is messed up. And I don't know if you heard Frank Corrado uh, on Overdrive no. today or not on Overdrive on First Up. I think it is. Okay. He played for Mike Babcock in Toronto, and he yeah. again. There's, I, I've yet to hear anybody really come out and praise Mike Babcock, but he again mm -hmm. said, this guy 
isn't in your face like John Tortorella. He no. is the guy well, that is messing with your head all he But can. you know what? He so Babs, behind your back so Babs went to McGill. He took education and he took sports psychology. He likes to come off as a guy. And this is just me. Maybe he's changed. This, is, this was a long time ago. I remember him calling me in the summer when he first got the job. And he's talking to you, but he's trying to figure you out. And, and that's what coaches do. They're trying to figure out. And then he makes an assessment of you. And then he does, you know, you talk to any guy throughout those teams that played from along the way. Like, there's a long list of guys that, that have nothing but bad things to say. And very few guys that have good things to say. So has he changed? I don't know. What happened? I think the truth probably lies somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Bob? I, I for me, for me, I would just know to the request. Like, you're my coach. <laughs> we don't need to be that friendly. Um, <laughs> no, you can't see my phone. But, but I, nobody, a lot of people, a lot of people feel comfortable saying no to things, and I have no problem with it. I just say no. <laughs> um, it's not. It's. I haven't had any. I haven't had any of that. So I don't know how I would yeah. handle it. I I like to think to say no, thank you. But he. I like what Yorkie said. He just, he said he just the benefit of the doubt because of his past and past and maybe the change. And maybe that was something that he thought, Hey, I can bridge the gap, get to know the players, show me some pictures of your kids, your family. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the process was. Like. Yes. It's, yeah. It feels very weird to comment. So on. what, what, what do what, like, this is just my take. They're trying to change the culture in Columbus. You have to change the culture. You got to figure out a way how to win there. You bring Mike Babcock in to change the culture. To, to, to get that team. I watched Columbus play last year. They didn't work hard. They got outworked. Maybe it was a bad night, but I remember watching the game. I'm like, wow, major yeah. changes have to come here. But how do you make major changes when you've got all guys you've brought in as free agents and you can't like, you look at the guys there. So how do you change things? You have to bring in a coach that's going to drastically change the culture. And that's why. So I'm maybe like, they need to bring in better in. players, Yorkie. Well, Maybe the, they didn't they didn't Columbus. But, then, but, the, but the problem, but the problem, but the problem <laughs> with hockey, it's like, yeah, you would, what you're going to admit you're wrong. The general manager for signing and bringing those guys and you're getting fired. Like guys, yeah. Yeah. Eric Goodbranson got a four year deal. Patrick Line, who's a great goal scorer, but I think he's pretty selfish. Johnny well, Goudreau, probably the same way from what I can tell. So they didn't bring in a bunch of quality guys. But the thing is, so what do you do if you're the general manager? You, you, you're not giving up your job where you're making whatever you're making three, four million dollars. Like guys make a lot of money in this business and they love it. It's a great gig. So you drastic times call for drastic measures. And that's why guys like a Babcock, like everybody used to wonder why Mike Keenan would keep getting chance after chance. Cause those guys can win. They can win. Mike Babcock has one Stanley cup. Yeah. But the thing is, he doesn't walk on water. If you look around the league and, it's how do you change things? How do you, if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets, how do you, how do you ch change what you've been doing? Because obviously what you've been doing has been working. So I can so, see why they did it. So they and now this happens. Going from John Tortorella to Mike Babcock <laughs> is going to straighten out this organization. Hey, listen, I'm just trying to Are think, I'm just trying to me? think of a reason why, but I don't know. People I, do. I'll, I'll say this. So like if, if, if we vilified everybody and everybody hates cancel culture and doing this, has he changed? I don't know. Maybe he has like, maybe, maybe no. it is. True. What he did was ace the interview. Yeah. That's what <laughs> he did. I heard he's good at that, but yeah. so, that's not, I'll tell you. Hey, better, hey, 
they better pray they win because they're about to see they're about to see having well, some animal. So here's the thing running the, <laughs> running the so, Wally, so right so right now, horse story, just before you get going here, right now, all they're trying to do right now, make this story like say as least as possible, get to the regular season and start winning. Because if you start winning, people will won't won't, won't talk about this anymore. Okay. And the and problem is, Yorkie, and then they'll say, a, We told you we're gonna win. It's a slippery slope. You would have avoided all of this by not hiring them. I'm sure there's got to be someone out yeah, there qualified but... to coach a National Hockey League team. Somebody. So you but decided you... you would bring on all of this, all of this baggage. It takes one thing to ignite a powder keg, and that's exactly mm -hmm. what they've done. So when they come into Canadian cities or bigger markets, there's going to be, hey, how are things Listen. with the coach? What's going on with the coach? Three-game losing <laughs> streak. They're like, uh-oh. See, so, see, see, Wally, I, I, I dislike Mike Babcock as much as anybody. But I do believe you try and I, I understand what Columbus is trying to do. I understand it because you you have to win. Like you can't you can't keep doing what you're doing. So I get it. I know why they did it. They're they're trying to they're, they think they can do it with Mike Babcock, and now this has come out damage control. Stupid. They're trying to get by it, just get to the regular season, and we'll see. Like I do believe people can change. Like this was a long time ago. All this stuff that I encountered. When it happened, isn't and, and, Yorkie. He did the same thing to Mitch Marner and everybody in Toronto. Like this isn't fucking 10 years ago. Yeah. Listen, we'll see. The truth will come out eventually. Well, it I just come I, out. I, and the problem is now they've called in, they've called in Boone Jenner to try and defend Mike Babcock. And Johnny, over. Johnny Goudreau, uh, he talked to Elliot and he talked to At the like, media he, tour. He, there. Oh, yeah. of course he yeah. did. Cause listen, <laughs> uh, I did this. So the same thing. And I said, Pierre Dorian stood up in front of the guys at the end of the season and said, I'll be back. I've spoke with all the NHL or all the prospective <laughs> owners. They all promised I'd be back. And I yeah. commented on it and he went sideways. And then he, he told DJ Smith the next day he had to go out and say that never happened. It did happen. Yeah. Multiple people told me it happened. So yeah. This whole thing of making people parade out to defend nonsensical stuff is stupid to me. But on the flip side, we haven't discussed. I have zero inclination that Paul Bissonnette is making this story up whatsoever. I don't think there's any. I don't think he is. I don't, I don't think, think there's is. any chance he's like, I'm going to just kind of no. turn it a little and make it see. I think he is right in what he says. For sure, guys. He's not going to go on his podcast and make shit up. Players yeah, texted no. him. That's why I did it. Um, I, I don't see him. I don't know him that well, but I don't see him as a guy that's doing it. But like I said, well, I, I think I think in due time, the story is eventually we're going to get a clearer picture. Of what after really he's happened. fired, because there's another incident this year. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> see, see. Well, I mean, Biz came out and screenshot of a player sending the information to him. So it's I yeah. I, I don't care for the Chicklets podcast. I think I, I think those guys are geniuses in their in their marketing. A great job. I don't care for the podcast from the hot from the hockey side of things. But I would say that they've never made up a story. Those guys know enough people in the yeah. league, and every comes to them is from a player. They're yes. not. They're not. They're not out there scattering stories. That's for sure. And, and even if they they I, without question, uh, Bissonnette does not like uh, Mike Babcock. That's yeah. that's. Do you fair. want me? Uh... But that doesn't I'll, mean he's going out of his way to try and make up a story for exactly. Mike Babcock. Yeah, I'll tell you Agreed. my. I'll I'll tell you my. I've told it on the pod before, but you and I were talking about this before. I'll, I'll tell you the the thing that happened with Babcock with my encounter. It was his first coaching gig, and it was in Anaheim. And same thing, we were a bad team, and he came in there and and, and tried to change culture. 
And the first thing he did in day two of training camp, day two of training camp, he divided us. He said, guys, we're going to change things. Things are done around here. I'm putting you guys in an NHL group and an NHL group, AHL and NHL. So if you were on the team last year and you somehow got put in the American League group, you had to go, you're kicked out of the dressing room and to go change down the, in, in the uh, visitor's room. So the next day I show up for practice myself, Denny Lambert and German Titoff were booted down to the American Hockey League uh, dressing room. And that's fine. Like if you, if you want to make that decision and change things, I'm okay with that. But this is what I didn't like. I went into his office because the year before I had played the entire season with a bad shoulder and I had played hurt and I showed up at camp and came first in fitness testing. So I came with a great attitude, ready to work, ready to have a great year. And day two, he decided that he was going to put me in the American Hockey League room. And by the way, I was on a three-year contract. So it was like financially and everything, it didn't make sense. So I went in there and I said, what the? F- what are you doing? I'm like, why, is this how you treat veterans that showed up to camp and are a great example for the rookies? And he's like, Yarky, listen, the guys respect you. They like you. I got to change the culture here. I'm just doing this to get everyone's attention. He goes, you're going to, you're, you're in my top four. And right there, I knew he was lying to my face. So I went to my agent and I said, something's going on here. They're up to something. And, uh, you know, a week later, a week later, myself, Titoff and Lambert weren't even allowed to practice with the team. We had to practice at one o'clock private skate while training camp was going on. There were some other things going on too. The three of us had signed the year before with the previous general manager. It was actually Brian Mur- Brian Murray came in and was now the GM. So we were the old GMs guys, but I never really got to the bottom if it was Babs or it was Brian. I'm pretty sure it was Babs because Brian told me. Brian Murray told me it was all Mike Babcock's idea to do this. So for me, I got another opportunity. I ended up going down to the minors, getting traded to Nashville. But German Titoff and Denny Lambert never played in the NHL again. Denny Lambert had 20 plus fights the year before for Anaheim. He was a heart and soul guy, did not deserve to be treated like this. Because you know, Bob, if you do this to a guy, you hold him out of camp, you don't put him in exhibition games, you make him untradeable. Yeah. You, yeah, you, 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 yeah. You devalue the assets so much, but Babcock was so, he didn't care about people. And that's the thing with coaching. If the players know you don't give a shit about them, they're not going to give a shit about you. And too many times over his career, players just knew he wasn't in their corner. So for me, I got another opportunity. I got traded in Nashville for a dollar because I got devalued too. And thank God I went down to the minors and I played really well for two weeks. Uh, Nashville traded for me for a dollar bill. Um, But my career probably got shortened because of that. But I still got to play. The guys I feel for are Denny Lambert because he was a guy that fought and scrapped and clawed and did anything for the team. Like just, you know, those guys, Bob, but well, he was, he was fighting out of his weight class every single night. And that poor guy never played again. And it was all because of Mike Babcock. So, you know, for me, it was, you're going to do that. Be a man. Tell me what you're doing. Don't lie to my face and tell me you're doing some kind of psychological thing with the team. So yeah. That was his very first year coaching. So it was funny. After we played them every game, I'd skate by the bench, and I'd, I was I was so mad for a long time. I'd yell at him. And then after a while, you got to let it go. Like, you got to let it go. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it drives you crazy. But, man, that was his first gig. So I can only imagine, 
once he got in the league, like this was a rookie coach doing this. How what happened later? Because long list of guys that, that just that, that he did terrible things to. So, so for me, like almost had my career ended, ended two other guys' careers. Versus, I uh, looked at my phone. I'm like, go ahead, Here's my phone, Babs. <laughs> Yours was an old flip phone, so the pictures are all pixelated. Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't even know if I had a camera phone back then. But no, it's just that's why. That's why I had this thing. This was back in 2002. Like, you're, you're you messing just... with guys' lives. Yorkie, just give me the guys who have come out since they don't have any ties to Babcock anymore. I don't mean current players. And show me all the guys coming to defend him. I'll wait. I don't know of any. I don't exactly. know of any. And in, and in saying this, too, as much as I dislike him for what he did to me and my family, my wife, we just had a baby. My ba- we had a six-month-year-old. Like, up, like, just terrible things. And it's one thing, too. Like, again, if I would have came to training camp and I was in awful shape, and I came there and I was, wasn't working. I, I get it. But to do stuff like that. And again, I don't even, for me, I was more pissed off with Denny Lambert because Denny was a guy that uh, I, I just, he never played again. Like the guy never played in the league again. So yeah. And, stuff. and same with like, yeah. and it's been brought up here about Mike Mandano in the 1500 mark, right? He sat him, didn't yeah. get up to his game. And listen, Jason listen, Spezza it's opening. Well, you listen, didn't play Jason Spezza opening night. <laughs> it's not like he was a schmuck. He and was Wally, playing his former, like, come on. Yeah. And Wally, Wally, here's the other thing too. It's pro sports. It's a big boy thing. We're paid lots of money. You want to do what you want to do, do it. Uh, you want to make moves. You want to send me down. You want to treat me? Fine. The thing where I have a problem is with liars. And that's, and that's, that's, and that's why guys like Barry Trotz and, but, and coaches like that are so well respected because yes. the players know players know that they are in it with them, that they have their back, that they're a good person. And that's why the players will go that extra mile for a coach like that versus a coach they know doesn't have their back. Mike Medano is a Hall of Fame player, and that's how you treat him? That should be all you need to know. Mm-hmm. And when you do it to Spets, coming back to play his former team on a, for- a fourth-line player at the time, again, yeah. I Again, again, I, I, I have more for me. It bothers me more for a guy that has less power, like a guy like Lambert, like at least those guys, I know they missed big monuments, but when you, when you ruin a guy's career, sure. That one, that one leaves a mark. There's yeah. Like it doesn't end well. And I don't know why. Anyway, I don't know why he's back in the league. I listen, the interactions I've ever had with Mike Babcock when he was coach and I was reporter were very good. He was always very good in that environment, but I don't know him personally. Yeah. And, and I hey, haven't listen. seen anything personally that makes him a good person. And in, and, in, and in saying all this, what I just said, I still believe in second chances. Like I still believe people can change. So, okay. So, okay. So from when he began in the league, yeah, it's okay, Bob, you'll be, you'll, we'll talk to you in a sec. When I'm he just, came into I the league, the, I got the popcorn out. <laughs> he was, he treated you like garbage as a first year player or sorry, as a yeah. first year coach at the end when he's got a $7 million deal for <laughs> whatever it is, he's still treating people like shit. So yeah. if you are Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner and John Tavares, and you think you have the best coach in the league who's getting a $50 million contract and use of the private jet, you think you've got everything to get you to a cup. Well, and they didn't the want him around because he was a he terrible the, he person. Got, he got the jet, too. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah. He got how a many, lot of many, hours. How many hours? But he got... I heard it was, it was 50. 
What? Something like, yeah. You get 50 <laughs> hours of the private jet. Something ridiculous. Oh, God. I so changed. anyway. All right. We're moving on. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm wound up about this one. It bugs me. You're fired like to, up, eh? See, I've, I like I've, I've, I, people. I, 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 I forgive and forget. I'm, I don't forget, but I forgive. <laughs> I think you just forget that you said you forget. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, this show is always everybody brought to you by Botano. Go to botano.ca, download the all the award winning app. Um, uh, it is uh, one of the best stories out there. You can do all kinds of live uh, in game betting, uh, same game parlays, most competitive odds in the market with Botano. The game starts now. Uh, and by BEI, Bobby, you're okay. I'm gonna take this one for you. Bonisher right. Excavating, uh, has stepped into the uh, home building category and they're at bei homes uh in the ren subdivision ren subdivision uh just west of ottawa it's uh near renfrew uh you can enjoy the vibrant small town atmosphere with all the modern conveniences walking distance to the be beachfront on muskrat lake detached homes with 70 front footage and water and sewer uh, also semi-detached homes and plenty of affordable options many to choose from with floor plans prices starting as low as five hundred thousand. trust a quality builder with a seven-year tarian home warranty for peace of mind living that is bonisher homes dot com and bobby as always slow down in traffic zones <laughs> construction zone shit i couldn't even get that right i, I was just like damn he had one job yeah uh, oh, all, right. all right so uh quickly uh gavin just throw up the uh schedule for the prospects so starting friday the sense we got hockey back going on with the ottawa senators it is the uh, prospects challenge there's six teams participating at ottawa new jersey boston Pittsburgh, Buffalo, and Montreal. It used to just be a couple teams. Like these things are yeah. really started to develop. Um, where's, where's this one? It is in Buffalo. It's at the Harbor Remember. Center, which is the rink attached to Key Bank, I think it's called now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful area. That's where they used they run all the NHL combines. Uh, game prices, I think, are 10 bucks. Ottawa begins on Friday at uh, like one, uh, sorry, 12 p.m. playing New Jersey, and then they play Saturday, and then they play Monday. Uh, they just released the roster for that, guys. A um, couple of notables in this one. Uh, Levi Marilainen. Uh, there's three players with NHL experience. Levi Marilainen, Ridley Gregg, and Tyler Clevin. Uh, they are in it. Uh, Tyler Boucher is going. Zach Ostopchuk's going. Uh, we're going to mm -hmm. have a chat about him as well in this show. Uh, there's a few other guys. Um, Robbie Urventi is another one going. So there's some guys to keep an eye on in this one for sure. I think it'll be a, a fun tournament for them. Uh, like to see uh, how this all plays out just just to get an idea of where guys match up it's funny to listen though every every nhl team that i've seen that's released a roster like oh they have stacked the roster for the prospect challenge i'm like come on guys there's people yeah, there yeah. on tr just on invites like let's yeah let's not get too far ahead i don't like that i don't like that ridley one if i'm him i'm i'm a little peeved i've got a fear under my belt with a lot of nhl time under my belt as well not a lot but you get it and Guy that you might need to play a bulk of the games until Pinto's back. I don't, I don't, I don't like using a player that I think might be my own, be my opening night lineup at this to kamikaze hockey Yorkie. Yeah, are, those games are just, just dump the puck. I remember, uh. and I'm like, if you judge first round picks on those games, games, something, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. If, if you judge anybody, if somebody stands out, I get it, but those that is horrible. Horrible hockey. Nobody's hit anybody. No, there's no system. You're, you're learning in a. You, you go through one practice. You do 35 minutes of flow, drill, flow drills, and then go. Hey, we're gonna run this, this, and this, and 
I remember being uh, in the road. No, the fuck, we're not. We're not. We're not running anything. We're, we're running the, the defenseman through the wall and getting off the ice. I hated it, man. I hated uh, it. I played, I, played, I played in a rookie game in the London Gardens, the old London Gardens. And back in early September, that place used to fog up. You could pick, yeah, they get off and skate circles to get the fog off the ice. Yeah. I think there were 11 fights by the second period. Just did a I, gong show. I fought for McLaren in a rookie game. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? <laughs> Just, what? Everybody's fighting everybody. I was like, this is stupid. I'm, I'm going to take the five and the 10 for instigating and go sit down. <laughs> so I did. Really? Yeah, just dumb oh, hockey. Good. But well, you, you, you talk to, about half the group out there knows they're getting the main camp. Half the other group is trying to prove it. So they're running oh. around. Nobody's ever in position. It's just a mess. <laughs> the rookie, well, funny you, I'm not judging a single player on their rookie to rookie tournament. Sure. No, it's. I think it's they're doing it. They're like, you know what, uh, Clevin, Ridley, Greg. Who else is playing Wally? Um, Boucher. Well, they're, yeah. It's like you guys are young guys. You're all going. You're gonna pay your dues. Other guys have done this. We're not, I don't. Yeah. They're not. I don't. I don't see it. the only thing they're gonna watch for is see how hard they work. And I'm sure yeah. those three individuals will all work extremely hard because they've all. They're all high character guys. One thing I did hear though, I heard Rid, Ridley Gray right now, fellas, is dialed in. Like I heard he looks amazing. Good. I was uh, talking to a few people, and with Pinto, depending on how long this contract situation goes for Pinto, there is a, there is a huge op- opportunity right now for Ridley Greg. If Pinto is, this, this turns into a month or whatever, like he's, and I'm hurt. I heard he's looking good. Good. I think they're going to so need him. All right. Before we get to uh, that topic, I just want to tidy up the uh, prospect challenge. And that is you brought up no hitting. And it always makes me think of Michael Wickstrand, who was, we were in London at the <laughs> rookie tournament and he comes off the ice and he's mad because I think he got hit. So he calls then assistant GM Randy Lee from the airport and says, I'm boarding a flight back to Sweden. And we never saw him again. What a beauty. I played with him in Mora. I thought he was an unbelievable defenseman. I thought he could run an NHL power play all day long, but did not, <laughs> did not, did not watch. So he's like, yeah, this, this small ice stuff's bullshit. I'm going home. <laughs> Get me on the Olympic size yeah, ice. Yeah. Oh, he's like, he's like yeah, booked his flight on his per diem and per diem. And <laughs> Brian Murray was pissed. He's like, he can go back oh. home and bag garbage or bag groceries if he wants. He's oh, not man. playing. Um, uh, so- sounds like a guy that's perfect to play in the Swiss league. I used to, yes. he was, he was I used to say, do you remember that? Uh, remember that movie Talladega nights Love when, that. Uh, oh, yeah. when the, the French guy's in the race car and he's, he's drinking the, the latte as he's driving the car. That's like a defenseman going back for pucks in the Swiss league. You can have a latte. I go get, I get the puck here and no one's going to hit me here. It's so easy. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we're we're moving on to the Shane Pinto chatter because uh, I think we're 28 days away uh, from the start of the season, if I'm not mistaken, maybe. Uh, yes. So he's an RFA. Now, here's the thing. I think uh, I think once ownership comes in, that perhaps there is a move that changes this. Um, but the problem is he has Shane Pinto doesn't have any leverage. He doesn't have like he didn't have arbitration rights. Uh, another team can't sign him, right? They can't offer him. I don't think they can offer him the uh, a, sh- a sheet. Um, 
So he's got to kind of sit there and try to negotiate this deal. But the Sens don't want to – I don't think they want to sign him. And then all the other teams know they're in cap jail and they've got to make a deal. So I think there's going to have to be a move made before Shane Pinto gets signed. But I, there is a real belief, I think, that they want him signed and in camp, obviously. Well, why you, it, it's never good for anybody for the player to miss camp. No. This is, this is one of your top young prospects that just had 20 goals last year. He's a 200-foot yeah. player. You, it, you, missing camp is really tough. Like if you're older and you've been to a bunch of camps, like I missed three camps in a row, big deal. It, it, but when you're young and you're not used to the grind, uh, it's it's very important. So uh, for all parties involved, they need they need to get him signed, get him back in the mix. He's an important player, like especially yeah. once you get down oh. to the third and fourth lines here. Like thanks, tips. Yeah, he's an important player. Uh, yeah. But it's well, uh, it's not it just be, that Yorkie. There's who's going to fill the spot. And I know we just talked about yeah. Ridley Gregg, but there's yeah. not an abundance right now of depth. Can, see, the thing is, the Wally, six center spot. it's a it's a slippery slope because the beginning of the season, the beginning of the season, a lot of games are one on effort. The structure is not quite there for a lot of teams, so you can kind of get away with it. But at the same time, the senators aren't, aren't in a position for a slow start. So I can imagine what DJ Smith's thinking right now. Holy right. shit. Let's get my third line center sign. Like, Hey, I need to win because <laughs> I need a 50 to 50, 50 face off guy in my third line center spot. Right. Yeah. Like a responsible kid who was great in the yeah. bumper last year. Like that's like, it's been said to death here that a, a, a fast, good start for the senators is it, it, it's a non-negotiable. It's like, it if, this yeah. if this team gets off to a bad start, people will be losing their jobs. So yes, that, and, some may and, regardless. And, yeah, whatever. But and also too, if you want to make the playoffs, you can't you can't get off to a bad start. So it's this isn't good for anybody. So here Not are the four players uh, I think can fill the spot possibly, or four we'd like to discuss. Now, just for so we're clear, Mark Kastelek is on the roster as the fourth line center. So I'm leaving him out of this particular conversation. Could he move up? Sure, but I'm just these are four guys who aren't on the roster. That could be in that spot. All right. So uh, for all of you listening on the pod, we're going to go with Zach Rostopchuk, uh, who's 20 years old. Ridley Gregg, 21 years old, who has 20 games of NHL experience. Rourke Charche, by the way, 27 years old. He played 19 games, uh, six, I think, last year with Ottawa. And then then the interesting guy, the unknown. Uh, I should just put a question mark for the picture. Yuri Schmeckel, uh, 26 years old. Remember, they signed him to the one-year deal. Uh, he played last year in the Swedish League. He's got zero games of NHL experience, 6'3", 222 pounds, somewhere in there, it, big size. There isn't a lot known about him. And the fact that I know he tore up the the Swedish League and the Finnish League the last two years, I, nobody knows if he can play in the National Hockey League. Just because he looks good. You guys have played in Europe. There's a big jump between those leagues and the Ottawa, or in the NHL. Oh, it's, not even, it's not even close. His junior numbers are... are... They are, but if you're going to put him in a third line position, he's got the size to do it. That's for sure. But, yeah. but logically, turn 26 and figure it out. Figure it out. You're already the player you're going to be, and if you're going to be a high scoring player in the Czech or the whatever league that is, the Swedish league, great. That that all is well and good. But you're not going to come over here and dominate. To me, um, thinking about thinking about guys who could compare him to, you look at uh, Pew Suter, who 
came in, um, actually was at camp with us, with us and all didn't make it, went home and then, you know, ended up playing in Chicago, Detroit a little bit. Now I think he's in Vancouver this year. He's, he's a subservice third line center. So you might get that out of the guy, but you're not going to, you can't just plug a guy in that's never played in the league all of a sudden on your third line and expect yeah. things. It's just not feasible. Yeah. Me anyway. It's, it's, it's such a, the thing is you've played that long on Olympic size ice. So yes. when you're, when, when you're, when you're, uh, oh, there goes the dog. When you're down low in the D zone on Olympic ice, it's, it's so much more of a zone. You just, you just let a guy sit in the corner. You want to stay in the corner. Fine. You're, nothing's happening, but guy in NHL ice, you get, you get two steps out of the corner. You're at the net and vice versa, like breakouts. It's just, it's so different time and space. And then offensively as well. The D just close on you so much quicker in the NHL to begin with. Then you put it on NHL ice, so it's going to be a big transition for an older guy. So we'll see. Can it be done? If he's got hockey sense and if he's got a high IQ, it'll be good. But he's not going to be in the same role. He's not going to be on the power play. He's not going to be put in those offensive looks that he's been getting in Europe. So he's going to have to be more of a guy that's an energy guy to start if he wants to get a look, right? And so that's that's tough if you're 26 and used to having all that time and space defensively and offensively okay let me i'm gonna throw something in there by the way we are starting a gofundme for bobby's internet so uh if you just check that out later it'll be we're looking for five hundred thousand dollars to redo the house um quickly uh there's a comment made by senator in the chat and that is artem zub came over he played in europe yeah does a defenseman make a difference than the centerman playing in europe and the bigger ice yeah he, i i, he I but he played in the KHL. He played in a great league. This guy was playing in such elite, elite league, and he did an average yeah. of paint. I mean, there's a difference. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Don't you think? Yeah, and all, and all, and also too. I like I, I like Zub as a player. Um, yeah, Zub played on some very bad Sens teams, and when you're when you're a smart defenseman that that can make good plays like that, I'm not saying he's not a good player, 
but I, I'm still not sold that the like a lot of people are saying he's a he's a one two. Well, hold on a sec. Let's wait till the team gets good here and and see. But yeah, I do I do think for defensemen, um, if you're the type of player Zub is, because he's more of a smart, contain, move the puck. Um, I, I just think it's 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 really hard to play center. Like you, you, if yeah. if you've been, it's it's such a tough position. Like D, you can kind of. And I don't know if you're if you're a smart defenseman. I believe you can play in any league. Um, the, the league is and, so and, quick, and I do agree with Bob. The, the KHL is a it, it is a better league than those other leagues by far. Yes, without question. And the, just when it comes to the center position, the league is so fast. It's like so that fast. spot is I'll say paramount just, again. You've got to be able to play the position. All right, so then let's move on. So Rourke Chartier played last year played some games he's got he, he's also played in san jose has a little bit of nhl experience he's serviceable i don't think he's the guy uh he's not he's not one of them for me if if i'm being honest i don't mind him it, he, he was he was okay last year in his in his role but i would yeah. i would probably look towards oh stop chuck who's 20 who's a true rookie but ridley greg is the guy for me that i would really slot in that yeah. in a heartbeat in that position Ridley, Ridley, the Greg is the guy for me all day yeah. long from not even, the, re- not even a- the, the reports I've heard. And he's a little bit dirty too, right? Like he's, he's not afraid to like, and that's what you kind of want yeah. on your third, fourth, a guy that's not he afraid. He got suspended in preseason. Yeah. Like he's got some, beauty, he's, beauty. <laughs> he's got, he's got some bite. He's got some anger. He's got a little bit of unpredictability in him. He's, he's got to pick his spots. Like I remember last year he took, he took a couple bad 200 foot, uh, uh, penalties in the offensive zone, but hey, it's part of the learning curve. I just yeah. think great engine, good pedigree, and also too, he's he's a high pick. Let's not kid right. ourselves. Yep. It's his job to lose. It's his job to lose, and especially with all the question marks about management, they will be pushing hard for their top prospects to make the team, so they look good for drafting them. Like that's that's how it works too. Twenty yeah. eighth uh, overall, by the way, in twenty twenty yeah. for Ridley Gregg. He, yeah, but... he does. He looks really good. I do like Zach. Uh, and he's been working out here. Tyler Boucher and him uh, have been on the ice, along with Yuri Schmeckel, even uh, two weeks ago when I went. They're all trying to vie for spots. Uh, obviously, it's a full roster for the most part. But I just I know uh, Zach Ostopchuk has put in a ton of work this summer to see what he can do and where he can get to. Yeah, not um, – I mean – I think we've all said our piece on Ridley and Hit being his yeah. job, but there's but there's not the twenty year old coming in to push. And he's a he was at what second? Oh, chop was he a third rounder? Zach is he not thirty uh, ninth overall? Thirty ninth round, yeah, so second round, yeah. So he's the guy that's on their list list, and um, it's I mean it's hard to do that position when you have a guy that's got twenty games of experience on you and looked good in those twenty games in Ridley Greg with a couple. Yeah. Yorkie alluded to a couple of the mismade, but that's learning curve, and we've talked about that. But um, I, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the push and the, pushing him in camp and seeing if, seeing if he can come insert himself into one of those positions. Yeah. Hey, well, he was the good latest at the World world's juniors. What's the latest sure. on yeah. Sokolov? Sokolov's still unsigned, right? He's unsigned, but I did, I, I think I did get a little sense that they may not be that far apart. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see him. I, I know just for the players, when you're, you're trying to break into the league and you're an RFA and you don't have much negotiation room that you, you want to get it done and get to camp. Yeah. Um, and I, so I don't know if they're trying to squall, obviously they're trying to squeeze them. They don't want to give them any more money than they have to. 
but uh, I think there's some anxious moments, but I think it gets done here soon. I, I think he's in camp. Yeah. Well, again, with, with, if Pinto doesn't get the camp on time, I know Sokolov's more of a, a winger, right? So, yep. but still there's your leading scorer from Belleville, a guy yep. that's put the work in a guy by all accounts I'm hearing has had a great summer, uh, has worked extremely hard. So, I'm interested. I'm interested. I love. I, lo I hope he gets it done so he gets in the camp right away and gets gets going because with that big body, some skill, um, who knows? It's uh, he looks really good. Yeah, like, no, he's and so he's been questioned his whole career, right? Passed over three times in the draft, all that stuff. Uh, the Sens basically took a flyer on him, no question. But he's done solid work playing in the A. He's their Belleville's mm -hmm. franchise goal scorer, all that stuff. He's this summer, the work he has put in and I, I'm going to say like the conditioning that he has done, all that stuff. I know he's been running like the Canada Hill and it, all yeah. kinds of like, like I just want him to get a shot. That's a that, legit shot, like not five minutes a night shot. I want him to get a legit shot. And I can tell you from experience, sometimes it just takes a little longer. And it took me three and a half years. But finally, you think you're working because you have to do more. Um, you think you're working, but you do more. And that's what I did one summer. I actually stayed in Detroit, trained with the trainer, every single day went down to the rink, ran, did everything. And, and then finally it happens for you. And uh, we'll see. Interesting story. But I love the body and uh, love the skill set. He's just going to yeah. he's just going to have to play physical because DJ is going to want him playing physical if he's going to be on the team. And he can. He doesn't mind it. Yeah. No, he, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. He Solid gets in. size. Anyway. I'd like to see him like he's yeah. like he, I would like to see him earn some time. Me too. Yes. Got that that they don't have a lot of, especially being right-handed. It's in his favor. And if not, like move him. Yeah. 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 yeah give him a chance. Uh, yeah. I so, agree with that. Because I think he can go back to the K and probably make a million dollars. Oh, yeah. But he, but he oh, doesn't yeah. want to, right? No, he, he wants that dream. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, that, and that's a, and that's a good thing because a lot of guys do do that because you, you're, your earning window is only so big and yep. you yep. say, wow, yep. another year that I'm letting go a million dollars tax free, you're never going to get that money back. But the NHL is the NHL, right? Like you, yep. you just, you want, and that's, that's a good sign when you know it means something for it to him that it's not just about the money. Yeah. Uh, we, there have been some player movements for Ottawa Senator players, but one in recently, and I didn't get to it last year, Colin White is in uh pittsburgh if i'm not pittsburgh. mistaken yeah wow uh interesting to I talk see. to him yeah he's he's gonna i think he'll make that he'll make that team have a good chance and uh i i'm in a fantasy football league with him so uh <laughs> and ryan does ryan Dezingle his pto so i've been <laughs> oh. the group there's a lot of shit talking going on right now uh, <laughs> oh. Oh. So, do you yeah, have to get bought out in order to be a part of that group it's, yeah, it's got to be a retired and and, and old group. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, I was I, I was tell him good luck for us. I was I will, rummaging. I, I was rummaging through the scrap heap early this morning. Of course, I I drafted Aaron Rodgers. So just <laughs> fourteen guys in our league. So I'm like, all right, who am I picking up here? Am I gonna take a uh, a flyer here on Love, the quarterback for Green Bay? Kind of have to. Fourteen I teams. Got no choice, Bob. Went with went with love. That's uh, the play. Sorry to hear that. Um, quickly, by this uh, five years ago today, Bob, 
you and I were standing in lower gate three. I'm going to, maybe you were doing some testing. It was the first day of training camp waiting for Eric Carlson to be traded. Oh uh, God. Yeah. So we waited that day. We waited for him to show up. We're like, we hear he's in the building. He's in the building. He's in the office. And then we just waited and waited for the deal to be done. So Eric Carlson and Francis Perron went to San Jose. Here's eventually what it all shook down to be. Um, because I won't name the picks, but Josh Norris, Rudy Balsers, Chris Tierney, Mad Sogard. That was a pick they flipped again. So that's why I say it ended up being Mad Sogard. Dylan DeMello, Tim Stutzla, Zach Ostopchuk. Would either one of you trade all of those players today for Eric Carlson and Francis Perron? The other, would I go back? No. Yes. No. I would, this- I would do. If you told me I was giving up Eric Carlson, and this is no offense because he obviously went on to win a Norris trophy. <laughs> yeah, he's done okay. But if, if you tell me where you're losing Eric Carlson and I'm getting and I'm getting Norris and Tim Stutza, I'm probably I'm not dealing. <laughs> you know, that's that's two centerpieces of your entire future. Um I would do that trade, but but um that's just, just me. Think, just think though, at the time, at the time San Jose with Carlson was supposed to be a team. That yeah. finished that yep. that first that first round pick was supposed to be around a late twenties. If you take Stutzla out of that deal, it changes things drastically. Like that's the guy. You look at that deal, you're like, Yeah, I'm doing that deal. Of course I'm now, doing that deal. Tim Stutzla is gonna play for the next 15 years and is yes, gonna be a now super, it, it he is, he's already it, a superstar. It should be pointed out that it was never expected to be the third overall pick. No, most people thought it was going to be 29th or 30th that year or a higher end first round pick. And it ended up being a lottery pick. Yeah. And that's the thing. You never, you never know too with players what they're going to turn into. So, so far, so good for Josh Norris, 35 goals. He's your one, a one B centerman. It's on paper that trades a home run right now. But when that trade was done, there was a lot of question marks. Yes, there was. Yeah, fair. <laughs> there was because there were, and Bobby, you can back me up. There were players in that room. I remember going, like, I don't know what we're doing here. Like, we do not want to no. see Eric Carlson be traded and, whatsoever. And also, too, don't forget ownership had a, ownership. Bob had a lot to do with this stuff too. Like, it was. Like, Dude, there it was, was a bunch of us in the room that were wondering what, wondering what, or do, why, why are we not just bringing the same team team back? It's close, you know, like obviously a couple guys needed to get paid right away, away. Um, and the salary cap changed some, some things, but well, we losing meth was the start of it. Right. Um, in that, in, in the expansion draft, but I, yeah. we were sitting in the room going, like, what is our team going to look like this year? We here, we had no, no clue. And it turned into the, turned into the beginning of a dumpster, right. When we were a goal away from the Stanley Cup finals four months before, four months before that was just, uh, yeah, it was incredible. And then, and then, Turi go before Carl. I think he went after because Turi always yeah. said to me, "We should never have traded Eric Carlson." Yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, and I, I don't know. We were close, and then all of a sudden, we were like, "This, this, this is gonna be a long and bumpy road here for, for a couple of years." Yeah, if I, I, I would have, if to rephrase it, I would have never traded him for what you got back then. Fair. On paper, but go beforehand. But now, what you look at it, you'd say, "Yeah, well, it turned out great." And that's the thing with draft picks. It's it's, and who knows? You never know for sure where teams are going to finish. But 
hey, it worked out. <laughs> it worked out, and yeah, you yeah. got it, uh, you it, got your two top centermen out of that trade. Tourists went November fifth, twenty seventeen, so a year prior, basically. Okay, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I've never met a player in Ottawa that was on that team that thought that that trade should happen. I do. I, I'll always remember that part. There, I, there's a more, I, I think there was just a lot more to all the stories than, than we as players know. Cause Carl wasn't, Carl wasn't thinking Carl is very, very, very close to the chip about what he, what he lets out. And that's that. Um, I think that's a positive attribute for him, but, or, um, but I have no clue. And I think there was a lot more to the story than, yeah. than it was new. Uh, can you find out? Can you just ask? Nope. Me? Nope. <laughs> Let's sleep the dogs off. <laughs> i'm sure it'll be a quick conversation there won't be much to it uh, it's, uh <laughs> yeah, yeah uh that day that was it that day and i want to say like the mark stone trade day that that year when they started sitting players i remember they smitty yeah. duchene and stoner and i remember being in chicago when all three of them were sitting out and it was just it was like a death yeah yeah, it felt like getting the room, getting the room, sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're coming, going, having no clue. Guys texting you from one on you from one end of the bus to the other tonight when we're on the way to the game, and not having any idea. I remember, <laughs> I remember driving to a game and driving to a game and Zingles like, dude, I don't think I'm playing tonight. And I was like, well, I was like, well, you better find out. Fuck five <laughs> fifteen. Like, oh my he, god. So then he texts me, and goes, yeah, no, they're gonna sit me out, I think. And then, and then, yeah, it, I'm, I'm looking around and I'm like, all right, so who are my line mates tonight? Like, did we get anybody here in time? It was dude, such a shit shit show. <laughs> it was, it was, we were already out and it was tough to play, but it became laughable. It really did. Yes. Um, did you hear rumors about you much? Not, no, not a ton. I had heard a little bit going with Carl. Uh, um, and then I had heard a couple other little Is that things. the Tampa one or Vegas? I heard both of those. Okay. Um, if I'm being completely honest, I heard both of those. And I think, I don't know where anything ever went on any of it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, heard a couple of times that it was a possibility from people, but um I wasn't, I wasn't counting on it, making, you know, seven and being uh, mired by hand injuries and slumps and yeah, just not playing up to the contract. Well, I had heard the Tampa deal was all, basically agreed to, but then Pierre came back and changed and asked for another player. And now this is where it gets a little sketchy. He asked for another player. They agreed to that. And then he came back and asked for another one. And then, that's when Steve Eisenman said, no, we're not. Now, it may have been he only asked for one change. I'm not sure. But I was told they tried to ch alter the deal. And then Eisenman went, uh, we're done here. Yeah, I don't think Steve – you're not going to rake Steve over the coals. He's got no. exactly what he's got in mind. But who knows, man? I don't know. I wouldn't have mind the tax money. Just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> go back and redo that one. But uh, oh. That's too bad. Uh, all right, boys. Uh, oh, uh, how's the golf tournament? How's Brad Fritch before we go? Yes. Uh, Fritchy was good. We had, we had, we had, we had a chat last night before he was up. He was up we, this morning at seven before he's been at the course all day. He's still there and he went back till dark. So I'm going to throw some stakes on the grill, but he's doing good, looking good, uh, working hard. Seems to like the avenue that he's in, in the, in the, in the soft stuff now. So, um, yeah, looking forward to catching up with him a little more tonight. 
but uh, tournament starts tomorrow. Uh, what's to, yeah, tournament starts tournament starts tomorrow. So hopefully they're ready to come back to work by Monday. Do you uh, need any grilling tips for your steaks? No, 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 no not, not from you, bud. <laughs> I'll, send you, I'll send you a picture of that nice medium rare today. Oh, yeah. Uh, do yeah. you, uh, did he bring you any red rooster golf gloves? Uh, I haven't gotten anything yet. So, wow. are, so if oh, you maybe. haven't used one of these, they're amazing. Is, they are so good. They're these golf gloves are amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's my no, and he stopped plug. at Bucky's, which he stopped at Bucky's and didn't get me anything with a, a big thing in the South, I guess. And, uh, yeah, he's 0 for 2 right now. <laughs> I, I even took lunch to the course today. I went and got him lunch, drove it up to the 18th hole, 18th oh. hole, walked up there for him. Wow. Like, I'm a great – what a host. <laughs> what a cat. You should be a caddy. I should Jeez. be. I should be. I should be. I'm all pretty good out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll bring, uh, I'll bring you a something. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'll, I'll bring you a nice present when I come down, Bob. I, I like it. <laughs> Boiling soda. soda. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yorkie doesn't know about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, enjoy your steaks. If you need any help, let me know. I'll be more than happy to teach you some grilling. No, thank okay. you. Appreciate it. <laughs> See, See you, boys. Have a good weekend. See you Monday. Thanks, Take everybody. Care. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.